search. Each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Welcome, solo queue enthusiasts, solo queue extraordinaires, to episode number 56 of the Broken by Concept podcast. I started off saying solo queue because this episode's we're bringing it back to solo queue. Last we're episode, it in. you know, we, we sort of went all over the place. Esports, you know, some of you guys in the comments said you still enjoy the esports side of things. But goodness, like, we love solo queue, don't we? Well, this is, what, this is what the podcast is all about at the end of the day. We make our guides, you know, we make our content. Coaching is all about coaching, solo queue. Our life is solo queue, solo queue, solo, improvement, improvement, solo queue. Mental blocks, fixed mindset, growth mindset. Just all these words. Just buzzwords. All these buzzwords in our lives. Because we hear it all the time, right? Fundamentals. We, we say the fundamentals. How to lean on this side of the map. How to gank. Efficient path in around next objective. Like, <laughs> there's just a million things. I, I, I swear whenever I tune into the, your stream, that's always That's the first thing you hear. Okay, this is a great example, guys, of how to have an efficient jungle path around the next objective. Beautiful <laughs> gank. I, I thought it was efficient jungle pathing around the, the wing con. There's both. The I mean, I have both. So it's like, right. this is an excellent example of uh, yeah. efficient path in around the next objective. The, yep. next, uh, the efficient jungle path in around the wing condition. Yep. And then this one thing I say at the beginning of every review I do with my Soul 2 members is, all right, any fancy game plans here? Yeah. You know, yep. I have just this list of list of things that just repeated every single day, every single time. <laughs> Fundamentals. Love it. Love it. <laughs> all right. Well, you've had your rant, Nathan. <laughs> got it out of your system. I got it out of my system, you know? Um, so, so where do we want to start, Curtis? So, look. With Solo Q. One of my... I think I mentioned this on two episodes ago about that whole three-stage break coaching breakthrough I had, right? Anyway. Um, so be able to reference it. Was it episode 54? I think it was... Yeah, we're, this is 56, right? Yeah. It should be 54. Two episodes again. Yeah, one of my coaching breakthroughs. Whatever. So essentially, TLDR, that was all about a, a way of breaking down and compartmentalizing errors. So you have... just This, to, this is a bit of a recap here. We had... Um, Stage one being like the outcome, the, the the end result, what actually happens. We have stage two, which is the decision and the behavior to, in order to lead to that. Um, and then we have stage three, which is like the mentality, your mindset. That would that influences your decisions, influences your behavior. Okay? So uh, an example of this might be you are feeling frustrated in a game or yeah, you're feeling frustrated, therefore we choose this set of behaviors therefore leads to this outcome, which might be a, a, a death to a gank or whatever it is, okay? Nice, beautiful little three-stage yep. process. And it's been it's something that I use probably once every two or three sessions, very yeah. often. Yep. Now, upon reflection um, over the last few weeks, a recurring trend or recurring concept is just revolving around my... Co revolving around Solicum in general, which is self-awareness and i end up thinking to myself hmm if we had a little bit more self-awareness in x scenario or uh within our reviews within our journey solo journey we would 
probably have a lot more success. And it, it just sounds like a very buzzword, like self-awareness. Like, it's what, a bit of a buzzword. You know, like everyone says that you got to be more self-aware. What, like, what does self-aware even mean? Mm-hmm. So I tried to follow this path a little bit. And I, and I got reminded on an article that we're going to reference a little bit later on in this episode um, where it speaks about essentially um, there's a difference between being aware of something you're doing versus understanding why why we are doing that so for example i i can pick up this cup right i can pick up this cup in three different ways i can kind of pick it up in a very like autopilot fashion because you're thirsty so so yeah so maybe i'm thirsty i'm not even aware that i'm thirsty i'm like in a conversation with you and i just pick it up Mm. and i'm not even thinking about it and i can like have a a sip of water Mm. or i can actively Look at the cup that I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm choose gonna to pick up this drink cup. The water, now. and this is the center of my attention. Mm. Then the next layer would be. So I could technically, I'm self-aware, right? I'm I'm aware of me picking up this cup, but then the next layer would be, why am I even picking up this cup? Why do Why am I choosing to pick up this cup in reference to all of these other things that I could possibly be doing? Right, and you can go as deep as you want to go, right? You can. It could be because oh, I need to drink water here because I've set a. A, a learning objective for myself to drink three cups of water a day right. and I need to stay hydrated and drink more water because I need to be really healthy. Right. And Is I want to be healthy because and I, need to be I healthy want to because... impress my girlfriend about this and I want to impress my girlfriend because of this. Like you can yeah. just go on. Okay. I mean, for, there was a, a, a lot of layers. I feel better, which is allows me to perform my tasks and abilities in a better way. Yeah, whatever it might be, right? So that's really deep right, in terms of like very deep. that's picking up the the cup. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what I've noticed is that even with myself to a certain extent, or definitely with myself, I think that I'm aware of what I'm doing, and I am in a way, but I don't actually understand why I'm doing this, and this plays a huge role when it comes to improving in legal agents or improving in any skill. So this is going to be kind of the theme of this of this episode and how self-awareness, how we can go a little bit deeper to understand our actions, how this ties to our own review process, our own journey in solo queue, and more importantly, developing a growth mindset. So I want to kick this off with, um, I was talking, having a chat with a, a guy who's a, he's actually a big BBC listener. His name's, I know he's, I keep forgetting his name, but his name Come on Discord is like replacement level. That's his name on Discord. Oh, replacement level. Have you, you've, you would have seen him around yeah, somewhere. yeah. Anyway, he was talking about his journey yeah. to develop a growth mindset. Yeah. And he was kind of, we're going back and forth and he was saying how he kind of used that similar to the stage two, stage three um, uh, analogy in his own life in order to, to, to develop that growth mindset. And he said in order to develop it, he had to understand his own champion identity. So, you know, we talk a lot about champion identity, understand the identity of how the champion works, what it wants to do, why it wants to do that, what conditions it wants to create and how it goes about that. He liked to review himself having his own me as a person, let's name Joe, Joe's champion or Joe's identity. What, what, what makes him tick and how does he go about that and why is he doing that? So that was a big part of his journey of understanding his mind and, and trying to determine um why he makes certain decisions so he was saying how look i am aware there there is an element of self-awareness where i know what i'm doing but i just i just didn't understand why so 
Nathan, has this been something for you where um, maybe it's in a review? Are you guilty of times where you kind of look at a review and then you look at it, look at the scenario, whether it may be a failed gank or whether it may be a misplayed skirmish, and then rather than going that extra layer deeper and asking yourself, well, what was it that led me to this behavior? I'm aware that I did this and I'm even aware of it. I'm even aware of me doing it in the moment, but I'm not going to that next level deeper where I'm understanding why I'm choosing. What, what is, le- what my, what's my mentality or what is my identity as a, as a person that is leading me to these sorts of decisions? So I'm, I'm instantly thinking about a couple of failed ganks I did yesterday. I lost me some, like some games. And then I went and I reviewed it and then I looked at some factors why it was a bad gank. So fundamentally, that's right. number two, is it? Or Okay, yeah, I would say yep, yeah, I would say this, yeah. And then um and then I was having like a mental breakdown saying like I just need to know how to I have to bring it back to fundamentals again. So I need to learn how to gank. Right. So then it's like, well, why do I need to learn this again? Why do you need to relearn the yeah. fundamentals? Yeah, like when I've done this so well over the last couple of months and now I've just lost the plot I guess is that, that that's a I mean that's a great question that's a great question is it that's a great question yeah why and is it that you, you feel as though you need to revisit fundamentals as a veteran of the game who's playing at a very high level <laughs> yeah like basic ganks and I guess I think my conclusion was is that I mean I can't believe I keep saying this. I think I said this last podcast I'm playing an early game jungle so I have to do things early game and I say it every yeah, time in coaching sessions and I do it myself. I mean, but, crazy. but, but that's good. But cause that, that, so you're saying that because you're playing Zinzel, whatever you're playing, yeah. whatever you're playing Zinzel, uh, thanks to Gragas was that gang. Gragas isn't necessarily an early game. I mean, he is, but he's, he, he still has, he still do things in mid game. hundred percent. Yeah. But okay. Whatever. Regardless, no, but regardless, yeah, regardless. It's a false narrative. It's anyway. a false narrative. So yeah. you believe that this is a, a false narrative that is dictating your behavior in a game. Just like, we got into review one of the games and you forced a gank and you said that was because you felt like you had to do something. Yeah. The, the game, we versed each other. You were playing Olaf. Yeah. And you failed a gank and you Oh, no, no, it. no. What happened what was, was I already spent too much time there and I didn't want to invest more time. But if I waited just an extra five seconds, I would have like won the game. But the reason you didn't wait the five seconds wasn't because you didn't understand uh, that you didn't have to wait five seconds. It's it was because sort of like, I sort of, it sort of looked okay. You know, I was like, oh, like, because yeah. my Blitzcrank was moving up. I was like, yeah. you know, like, here we go. But like, you know, it's like a percentage of like successful ganks working. So it's like, if I wait an extra five seconds, they would have started committing to the wave. And then it will be more likely that Blitzcrank can hit the hook and pressure them rather than they don't have to commit it to anything. They can run away the but, moment. But the thing is, you up. know this. Yeah, I know these, this. But you know this as a fundamental. Yeah. So it's not, again, it's very important. You don't label this as a stage two. Maybe it's like getting lazy. Is it getting lazy? Is that a why? It could. I, I think that can be. Yes. Lack of intensity. Lack of lack intensity of ties in is one of the most common stage three findings I found. Yeah. Is it a lack of intensity? Yeah. Oh, I don't man, know. Man, I don't want to say. I guess it is. I think it is lack of intensity. Holy shit, man. That's crazy. Now I've gone backwards on that as well. Intensity comes and Look, goes. Yeah, it does. It? Well, that's, uh, in a way, I like to reference that quote from um, Patrick. In the way that intelligence yeah, varies, varies throughout, throughout the day. The day yeah. But that's where pregame ritual comes into play, Nathan. Because yeah. I, I was exactly the same. Yeah. Dude. My intensity went to shit. Yeah. And I realized my pregame ritual was 
preventing me mm. from I mean I just didn't have one and I I believed that I didn't need one but I did f- from a from a just priming I just wasn't primed mentally to perform and I I've also had one on a weekend dude I've noticed my weekend intensity is just disgraceful it's embarrassing mm. my weekend intensity is disgusting mm-hmm. and I just you know it's just a reality check yeah. is it I think the weekend intensity is bad because... I mean, I'm in weekend mode. Yeah. <laughs> I know, mean, you're, you're in weekend mode, but it's also different from your normal schedule because you don't gym on the weekends. No, do you? yeah. I usually do all my solo queue after uh, I gym. gym yeah. I've, done my, my, I've done my coaching. It's I'm just like, different. I'm like ready you're in a different mindset. Yeah, different I feel mentality. like I'm, I'm just set up for failure. So, okay. Notice how what we're doing right now. Let's what just catch ourselves for a second. Okay. What are we're we doing, doing this on camera, Fuck. exposed, but this is bi- oh, Big Brother shit. style, you know? Oh, like, no. we're... Bi- this is, you know, the um, Big Brother show. Yeah. And like right now, the way I'm viewing this is like, there's like one of those like uh, mirrors. Mirrors, yeah. And, and we can't see watching, them, but yeah. they can like see us. Yeah. And they're writing down notes and stuff. And so they're like observing us. Yeah. And then um, they're going to, there's going to be like a vote and like yeah. we get voted off the show and shit like that. That's happening right now. <clears throat> anyway, what, what, I, what, I'm, what we're doing is we're actually doing the work. This is the work, referencing that other episode that we, we covered the work. <clears throat> We're getting nitty gritty here. Okay. This is hard to do. It hurts. And this is not just identifying what is happening, is it? We're not just saying, okay, I failed this gank. Um, I played with low intensity. Why are you playing with low intensity? What is contributing to you to play the low intensity? Specifically, is it a routine thing? Is it a meant? Is it something to do with your schedule? Is it you feel like you're low in twenty because you've got an ego? You've hit a certain rank where you don't need to try anymore. Is it because you, um, X person is watching you play, therefore you need to play with more intensity? I don't know. I don't know what fucked up thing we have because we all have our own little weird demons. Demons, in a way. I wouldn't. I don't know if demons is the right way to put it, but just bullshit. Yeah, just bullshit. I guess. <laughs> That we just tell ourselves and... Yeah. And I think that what I've noticed within my coaching clients, and I'm going to reference in 24-7 Psycho as a perfect example. You know, you get a player who's bouncing between D1 to D4, D4 to D1, D1 to D4. And at some point, you know, I've like enough is enough. It's not about the game anymore. He, Psycho in my Midland Academy... A player that is this variant in in his rank says to me that, and he, he's diamond four at the moment. He, and, and he has the process. He, he has, has he has an amazing process. process, right? On paper, his process is great. He's playing in three blocks. He's he's reviewing every game. He's taking notes on Evernote. He's playing with a small champion pool. He's ticking all the boxes. But something is missing there. And I don't know what that is. And I'm going to try and help him find out. That's my job. And I'm going to look at a bunch of his VODs and we're going to identify the trend. But what my hunch is, is that he's lying to himself somewhere and he's not doing the work in himself, in his mind. He's not going that layer deeper. So maybe he's in like a trap where he's, it looks like on the surface that he is. So it's like, it's like, he goes home. It's like, yeah, I'm doing everything right. I'm writing, I'm writing my notes, right? Theoretically, I'm taking a second. I'm doing three blocks. The way you could view it in a way, is like, you remember when you're at school and your parents were like, say, okay. No computer. You got to go in your room, mm. and you got to sit here. We're going to turn off the internet, and you're going to study for an hour. You don't have to study. No, that's me. That's been a lot. You can just sit there and stare at a wall for an hour, <laughs> or you can pretend that you're studying and just copy answers out of the back of the book, or yeah. just whatever you want to do. Just because you're sitting there at your desk with a book in front of you doesn't mean you're actually 
studying, if that makes sense. Um, but I think this is what is, this is the key, Nathan, and, and I believe, and it is our responsibility in a way to facilitate this sort of introspection. And I'm going to get into a second ways that I think we can frame it or people can frame it to help them get to this or wrestle with this concept a little bit more. Did, did you have something you want to... Yeah, I have another one similar yeah. again. Yeah. Um, diamond diamond issues are really interesting in my They're eyes. brutal. They're brutal. Because, I mean, I was the diamond player last season, right? And, like, I feel like in a way it actually is a little bit playing the game on hard. Like, you know that story about the career guy? The the guy got stuck in diamond Oh, in you Korea. mean the Korean boot camp Yeah, Korean boot camp last episode. Yeah. Like, oh, diamonds... I'm trying to like work it out. Like it's not, again, it's, there's, there's obviously diamond level of play, but yeah, I know what you're trying to say. It's like to, to like oh. break out of it mentally as mentally. a diamond player is unbelievable. The diamond, the diamond mentality. <laughs> That's what is a, is a diamond mentality, no, no, isn't it? I, no, I think that, no, at, well, the, end of, at, at the end of the day, if you actually think about the skew and the graphs, right? So mm. like, I would say that, to get so think about it you're already in like if you get to diamond like the top eight percent or whatever mm. or like whatever top yeah, whatever 5%. it is that's already going to be very difficult to push you're pushing the percent a little bit higher so you'd have to is it if at the end of the day like let's think about for os for example mm. right like how many people was if you're in master tier you're, you're in the like top like 300 four, five, 400 four, 500 you know so like you're in that of like one hundred and fifty thousand ranked players it's 200 right so you're like you're like trying to go from like you're going from like top 2,000 to like top 500, 300, 400. you know, that's actually it's very difficult. Because these are good, decent players. Everyone's yeah. like decent at the game, Yeah, you know. It's actually very difficult. Like you, you, you have to have some edge somewhere, whether you're a one trick, you have a very good like process, all this sort of stuff, and you got to like stick to it for a long period relationship of time. relationship with the game. You don't tilt. That has to be, yeah, something. I find Diamond very interesting and, 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 and maybe it is just very diff- like you have to really commit to getting out of diamond. Like diamond, you can't just like wallow out of diamond. No, you know? I've never seen a player just wallow out of diamond. Yeah, no, you got to be like obsessed. Most with of my clients right now, actually, I was yeah. the majority of my, are, are in that D two to Demarcia tier. That's where most of mine yep. just I just hover. Oh, I've got D three as well. Like yeah, D they bounce. So this is another it's uh, all story. Hovering, yeah. Um, this is from Bryson. He's in my soul too. Um. It's an invisible narrative that I know that uh, myself and Ishan, he's another person in Soul 2, struggle with. Whenever I get to D2 or whatever, your X rank is, it seems that I'm less confident in my level of play and end up falling out of the rank almost immediately. I wouldn't call this a mental block just because I demote a couple of times, but this has happened to me nine to 10 times in the past two weeks. And it feels so defeating and discouraging when you constantly demote after reaching a new rank. I've only one game in D2 so far. With Masters being the goal by the end of the season, this seems like a big hiccup. It's something I need to work out ASAP. I've heard you talk about decision-making equals rank, and I try to remind myself of this, but I feel like it is for sure a mental block at this point. All right, look, I want to I tie this back to this for a second, all right? I get asked all the time, how do you... So I did a question this morning with Dan Deline. He's like, a, it was a gold session. He asked me a really good question. He said... How do you mentally view a, a really tough loss? Like, how does it? He asked me basically, how do you, how do you conceptualize it, and how do you battle with it? Like, yeah. what, what goes on in your mind when you're losing a really tough game? All right, so I guess in my mind here, it would be um, 
So a really tough game is like you have high intensity. You're playing out of your yep, mind. Yeah, playing out of your mind. Like you're playing to your level. You start to see some something knowing that you know is going to be wrong. Like you're like you're, let's say someone's like splitting the side like before Baron or something, and like you 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 sort of like are doing the right thing. It's like well like this is just a specific situation that I'm thinking yeah, of. It's yeah. like, I'm like, just let me like clear. I just need a reset. Like I really need a reset to reset, refresh my controls. Like care. They're all obviously top side and then they get caught. And then like another person. So, cause you're so far ahead at this point, you're going to, it's not just going to catch into Baron. And then that's a flow on effect. And the next person gets called the next person. And suddenly you're losing control of the game. And then as a jungler specifically, you sort of have less control. It's a little bit more luxurious as the mid lane. Cause you feel like you have a lot of control in the mid lane game. As a jungler, you sort of feel the grasp just going away. and But the thing is, you saw it come in. That's the frustrating losses. Mm. It's not so much like something someone like threw, like someone like got caught or something. Mm. It's like when you see them going to get caught and then they get caught and then they die, okay. you know? And like, so you felt you played perfect. You had great win conditions. You've done everything right. Everything that I say, fundamentals. That's a tough loss. Okay. So how do you wrestle with that then? You come out so of the game and what do you, what goes through your mind? Um... Like, how do you prevent yourself from tilting and getting frustrated? Okay, so the only way to not tilt is you... So, a couple of things. You would have to think long-term. So, it's like, okay, the grand scheme of things. You'd actually be very happy with the way you play. So, so that's why reviews are so good as well. Because if you're like, oh, I did this or well, well, well. Then the only question I'll be asking is, is could I have communicated better with my team to not get caught in that specific situation? I'll be like, maybe I could have more clearly identified that I wanted to reset. Maybe I just said... I did, maybe I just pinged and didn't type reset or something like that. So those are sort of the questions you, you ask, which will distract you from tilting. Okay. So I guess that's like a review process or whatever, but right. I find thinking long-term helps. Um, and just being really sad. It's like, it's also thinking if I play like this every game, like, holy shit, I'm going to be climbing. So notice what, again, notice what you've just, what you inherently believe there, Nathan, is that there is a, there is faith and trust that if you can continue that, level of play that you will climb that is the inherent belief that is operating under like the underlying fundamental belief there's a belief there that is pushing you forward because if that didn't exist right if you you had that game in in, in, we just viewed that game in isolation and that you didn't really believe that if you played like that or you had more games like this that you would climb over the long run you would probably tilt you would lose your control of your emotions and you would let that affect your other games and you might just go backwards that is the glue in a way this north star that 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 belief that you can and will climb and improve or based off these games if you can replicate this level of play you will get higher and higher without that you kind of just crumble. You fail. So that's what you're saying long-term. That's what you mean, right? You believe that you just genuinely are going to, if you play like this, all's good. There's great fundamentals here. I know why I'm doing You know what, You know why you're doing things then, well and you know what is doing, you're, you're, you know what is missing. Yeah. So some, now thinking of some things that are, other players might not have that. We sort of have the luxury because at the end of the day, we have the luxury of knowing sort of what goes wrong because we just sort of right. know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple of things is like, okay, so firstly, you might not actually be sure what went right. to. So you, this might be a rare game for you. So then you feel like you can't replicate this. So it's like, um, 
And the other thing as well is maybe it's like that was your highest intensity and you know that the next couple of games, like you're just not going to be able to put that level of effort. So you're not going to be able to, and it's like, well, then I'm not going to get the LP that like, I feel like I deserve. Cause like, I've really tried hard there. And then I know that's not going to happen again. Okay. I think what's happening, Nathan, the difference and the luxury we have without even realizing it is that when you make a good play, mm. you can see the chain events that f- that stemmed from that one play. Yeah. You can look at this one mm. reset mm. and be like, this wins game the game. Winning stuff. Right? Like, this one reset. That's what but, I say in reviews. It's like, this is game winning This is a stuff. game winning reset or a it's game winning a, ward. Like, right? like you've, you've done nothing. You've got you've done nothing. <laughs> if you look at the service level, it <laughs> yeah. looks boring as fuck, right? Yeah. Nothing actually changes. The reset's amazing. But the, this reset or this ward yeah. or this this hover yeah. can win you a game. game. Stuff, but but you only but you feel confident yeah. from that one decision and mm. you know what's happening. Because I've done it before. You've done this before, but mm. you can, you've played the game so much, you see the chain series of events that stem from that point. Conversely, you make a mistake and that every little thing that happens in that game, you know exactly where that stemmed from. You know where you lost control. You know where you veered off the path and, and you're, on a, you're on a fucking dirt road yeah. and it's, it's dirty. But that, need to be. that's my disadvantage then because, because uh, I, feel like, um, I feel like other players have an advantage over me, even my level like Challenger. Like, I feel like they, a lot of people don't have the same introspection and stuff as me or like understanding the fundamentals, but they don't harp on they let when it go. they make the mistake they let it go because yeah. they don't they don't actually really know the 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 effects of that you know what i mean yeah you you so you're, you're the extreme, extreme of taking responsibility <laughs> yeah it fucks you're the, you're the so next hard. level of responsibility yeah. which fucks you in a way yeah it fucks you don't you let so go hard. you don't let go of mistakes and that's why you say you love playing against me i like me playing against you yeah because you know that once that mistakes happen i'm just i'm gone well i actually kind of like playing with you because i feel like you try harder yeah you don't want to give up when you're on my team in a way I feel like you actually play better. That's on- not true. I've given really? up on your team before. Remember, I don't know. Remember, maybe it's just a, maybe you got pissed off one time. Right, I did, but but I don't know. I just believe that you won't give up, and I'm on your team. Maybe yeah. you do, but I, that's my my the way when I play with you. Yeah, I feel as though you won't. But when you're on the other team, you you you're you're the most interesting player to verse because you're either incredibly annoying to verse and hard to beat. Or just super easy to beat. There's no in between. There's no in between. No. There's no in between. No. Yeah. So if I know you get behind early, you are done. Yeah. You're so you're just predictable. Yeah. You're gonna run in and die. Yeah. You don't identify your role in the comp. Sometimes I'll just do nothing. Then I'll just do. But nothing then when you get ahead, you roll. You steamroll. Just clean. You clean. Clean. And yeah. I can't. I don't have any way to win the game. Yeah. So it's like you're just so extreme. It's extreme, isn't it? And that's not how I'm working on. But 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 anyway. But I think what we get off track there. But that what you said you know the you're able to identify that one mistake and the the consequences from that mistake yes that's a negative but it's also a positive because again that is what allows you to have an, a rock solid growth mindset because you understand why things occur so when we talk to some of these players i reckon you know in even diamond and gold whatever it is why they get so frustrated is because when they go into review they don't have that we don't they don't have the luxury of the knowledge so they, when they see a mistake, a small little error, they won't understand the chain series of events that that is causing. That's right. Or when they do something well, yeah. they don't understand why that is really good. And mm. the, again, the, the potential events that will prop up as a result of that really good decision. So when they do well, yes, it feels good in the moment, but they don't feel confident in being able to replicate it. And when they do poorly, they don't identify why it went so poorly. So what I'm saying here is that um, 
this guy, so going back to that, that initial example with Dandelang, he had this beautiful lane, he had this beautiful landing phase. The game was all in his control and he still won the game, but the game was a lot harder than it needed to be. I think, I, I can't remember if he lost in one, but the game was like completely screwed because he, he, um, he like TP'd on the wrong side of the map and then he lost full control of the game. And then like all these events started occurring from this one mistake. Yep. And he came out of the game feeling like he actually, he said, I played max intensity. I did everything I could. And I just, I've left feeling this game really salty and, and frustrated. And I let my, and I lost the last the two games after this block because I couldn't let go of the emotions I had. And I said to him, man, I said, look, the difference between you and I is that I fundamentally believe that if I play my best League of Legends, I play with max intensity, and then I get into the review, and if I don't know how to deal with this review, get coaching. And that's what he's done. And he's done that, but you can't let yourself get too off track before you get that coaching in a way. You know what I mean? Like, so say, for example, he... Um, uh, say that he has a very terrible game. He doesn't know what he can replicate, what 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 went wrong. But then he plays like seven blocks before coach gets another coaching session and then loses 15 games in a row and then realizes what the hell just happened. He's just ridden a low confidence series. He's like ridden this low confidence down for 15 games and realized, oh shit, I probably should have... This all stemmed from that one review or that one game where I never let go, but they just don't let go of it. But I think we we take it for granted that that ability to just pinpoint why things happen, and this is the beauty of getting into the review. I guess the review is sort of like the let go process. What's the medicine? It's the medicine. It's like oh, like that feels good. It's like I know why I won that game. I know why I lost that game. So um, it's yeah, it's brutal. It really is brutal. And, and so and, you're saying that part of the growth, having a growth mindset, is is letting go. Well, part of the growth, or mindset, is it, or is it more like just being really committed okay. to the process long term? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reference the book that we're reading. Yep. Um, the book club, the, the John Wooden on leadership, and there's a, there's a section in the book where he talks about just for those of you, I'm gonna give a quick TLDR this chapter here. So essentially, this is a college basketball coach, and he had terrible facilities. Right, he had the worst facilities in the league, I think, and they, they couldn't even, do home games. They couldn't even do home games. Yeah. So then, what happened? He, had, he he didn't even realize at the time, but he actually developed a mental block. So he didn't believe that he could develop a winning team with the facilities he had. But then, what happened? One year, he did everything he could, and they came top four. And then he thought to himself, "Wait, if I could get top four with this these facilities, there's probably a lot more." Like it basically shifted his mindset from. Why we can't win? Why can't I win with this team, with these facilities? Through how can I do it? How can how can I do it? So what I believe, I think the the the, the key to developing a growth mindset is okay. This is where I'm at. This is my rank. This is what I do understand. This is what I don't understand. This is how much time I have in the day. Yep. This is what my schedule play. looks like. This is how many games I can play. How can I, what do I need to do and how can I get to the next rank? Or, or I'm going to follow the process and if it's not, if I'm not getting anywhere, what do I need to alter in my process? Or what, how can I alter my process in a way that I can refine and get better quality results? So notice how that's coming from a, I guess from a, a much healthier mentality where it's like, okay, what can I do? I'm searching. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm like a, a miner. I'm searching for diamonds in the rough. 
that's going to get me to that next level. Versus, versus just sitting there with your pickaxe on the and just no, it's it's literally filling in the hole. What you're saying is, is this is these are all the reasons why I can't get results. And you're just looking for holes in the process 24-7. Got it. So you're actually trying to find reasons why you can't dig. Yeah. Yeah. I have people say, I, the other day said, Curtis, um, I just don't believe that anyone can get diamond. He's he's searching for a reason searching, yeah. why he can't climb. Yeah. <laughs> looking it, for holes everywhere, yeah. everywhere, everywhere. It's like the way search engines and Google works, right? Like if you have a, a like let's say... Uh, I don't, extreme examples like flat earthers, right? And you type in, is the earth flat, right? And like, or like, you know, you're part of like, you know, the, the Facebook algorithms, algorithms, like your political view, like right. it's just showing you things that you want right. to see, right? right? Yeah. That like, they're like, you know, so if you type in the question, it like, not is the earth, flat, why is the earth flat? You're going to get all these things about why the earth why is the flat. Why the earth is flat. Versus never looking at why the earth is not flat. Yeah. You're only seeing it from one, you're only getting answers because in that one frame and this all is all ties back to your mentality your mindset the way you view so he's like why so he's going to be trying everything he can to find why people can't get diamond um versus yeah what what am i doing wrong and how can i what do i need to do in my process to get to this result and notice how this is also tying you might not get there yeah you might not get there but you got to have the blind trust faith Mm. there has to be there has to be some North Star. Some some crazy belief that you can do it. A delusion. There has to be an element of delusion. In any, in any like, goal. Like, the, you, there's no... Okay, if, if, if anything was delivered on a platter, right? Let's just say you wanted to get... Um, any Achieve anything that's hard. Anything that's really fun and hard. Imagine if you just knew... You just did this exact same thing mindlessly for X amount of time and you're just going to get it. Like guaranteed no matter what on the spot. That's what makes university degrees, in my opinion, so like, like this is a controversial take, but like anyone can get one. Once you're in, like once you're in the, you get into the course, you can like just jerk off in class and do whatever you want. And then you just get like a flat C and you get the same degree as someone who gets like all A's or whatever. Yeah, It's like, it just doesn't mean anything. It's like, that's why it's so underwhelming. And then, you know, it's the same thing with, if League, if League was that easy, if League was like, okay, you just rock up and do average and then get, and you're just going to get Diamond, Diamond wouldn't mean shit. It wouldn't mean anything. It wouldn't, right. you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't actually want to do it. It's yeah. got to be hard for you to want to get it. That's what makes Diamond, Diamond. That mm. makes Master, Master, you know? So... Yeah, it's like you shouldn't even expect it. It's like, yeah, it's like when that person's like, why? Like, I can never get dumb and I'm in gold. It's like, well, okay, may- maybe maybe not. Like, there's a reality <laughs> which he doesn't. And there's no look at the percentage. It's like not everyone. Like, there's going to be losers. In League of Legends, at the end of the day, the way like the tier graphs is yeah. like, there's going to be losers. There's going right? to be losers, yeah. And that's the great thing. Okay, so how can I get on the side? How can I become a winner? Winner. What do I need to do to become a winner? But it's the mentality, again, because that's going to influence the way you view everything. Mm. So Dandelion, he asked this guy, he asked great quality questions saying, Curtis, well, how do you wrestle with it? What What am I missing here that is getting me so frustrated? And then when I got into the review with him, when we started to go through, okay, here, this what happened, boom, boom. He's like, oh, this makes so much sense. I'm so glad I got this review. Mm. I feel great, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. 
and just getting him back on track. And that's what our coaching is all about. It's not about looking at this specific example. It's about setting them up with a process to highlight the fun. This is why the, I'm going to say this a trillion times. This is why the fundamentals are so getting good quality resets, warding and leaning to one side, playing, identifying secondary win conditions. Yeah. It's just the same thing. Yeah. I've lost track of the fundamentals over the last couple of weeks and I need to go back. It can happen. It does happen. Um, because you know why? Because you think you've got it down pat. I think that's, mm. that's what I think it was for me. I thought I like got cocky with it, but you can't. You got to keep like focusing on it. Like, has this ever happened to you? Or your fundamentals just no? I mean, it mode? definitely did that one time when I sh- shifted my champion pool twenty four seven. I got I just went up shit creek so yeah. quick. Yeah, and I just dropped like four hundred LP. Remember whatever it was, or I was stuck at four three hundred LP. Yeah, that last season. Yeah, I was up shit creek. I just go back to fundamentals. Then you went back to fundamentals. Remember, I was like, it. why am I dying to level three ganks? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. basic shit. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, yeah, it happens. Doing. But 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 what I'm so I think so now let's let's riff on a little bit on that blind faith, right? And, and, and look, it's hard to do by yourself, and this is why I think friendship groups and communities and role models are so important. Is why the Soul Two and the Midland Academy is so important because we're all like minded. We all are there trying to express our best self, and it's hard because there's a lot of there's a lot of noise out there. You got to you got to filter through all the crap. You know, you got to dodge all these bullets twenty four seven. Everyone's out to get you, and then it's just we have this tight little community. And we're, we're like the way I view it is like when you're feeling down about the process, you're like kind of like the Spartan like shield. You know, I love your image with the the, the, yeah, the Spartan, Spartan yeah. and like you create like a shield around them, and they're like mm. behind in the middle, mm. and like you protect them, and everyone's like fending like then, everyone and else. Then that person will eventually like see them, but. And they'll go in yeah, the wall. And they're back strong and then they can go back And they'll go the defend front. someone yeah, else, yeah. you know? that That's the way I view it. It's because it's yeah. like... And all it takes is a few people that have blindly followed and trusted that, that initial person, whether it's me or you, and then they've gotten the results and then they trust now. They believe the process. They're on that path. They've developed that growth mentality, that growth mindset, and then boom, they're in the, we're in the front lines now just fending off all the crap, spreading the message. And... This is the this is why the friendship groups, the people you surround yourself with, the community that you're within, and the role models that you're stri- you know you're looking at, are so important. Just like John Wooden, that coach, his role model, his north star, where his belief came from, were the fundamentals from his father, mm. instilling great, um, great principles and values that were his north star. That was his his mo. That was what directed his coaching he literally kept it in his wallet for his whole life didn't he crazy 67 years little piece of paper i I don't remember that um but yeah so what i want i want to leave it with two quotes here there's two or three quotes that i think tie together one of my favorite concepts which is ties again ties this all together which is personal greatness so we live in a time and this is all relevant to to developing a growth mindset we we forget that it's not about anyone else's. It's not about anyone else and their journey. It's a, we we are all on our own individual path. We have our own demons. We have our own strengths, our own weaknesses. And only only when you are aware of your own strengths and weaknesses, what you are capable of right now, what you need to work on, because not everyone has the same strengths and weaknesses. Some people are mechanically gifted. Other people are very good. Like they they're very. Um, what's the word? Cerebral. Yes, yeah, cerebral. They know how to soak in a lot of information. A lot. Uh, some other people learn very fast. 
but then they get cocky. They have weaknesses. You know, there's certain. Everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses. So, based off this, and we're all unique in our own different way. Success isn't some, you know, X success or diamond for one person might not be successful. Hmm. Diamond for one, it might have, they might have been played the first game and there's instantly diamond. And it's like. Well, they, they might just be under different circumstances. Different circumstances. Diamond four for one person might be the most over, the most unbelievable result for one person when it's, you know, it's just an okay, it's just an average result for someone else. Mm. We've got to understand that that's mm. not the same for everyone. Mm. And the quote here from John Woody says, I believe that personal greatness is measured against one's own potential, not against that of someone else on the team or, or, or elsewhere. I love that. It's not about anyone else. No. It's about you and what you, your own journey and the way you the go The moment you start it. comparing, it's just so game over. Because it's so, it's so pointless. Like, even if you think it's like a reference point, it's like, this person, it's like uh, their, bro- their brother or something. It's like, got this at this time. Yeah, I had that. I, had that. I think I told you about that um, van in my Discord. We had a coaching session. And it, it, didn't, it clicked me halfway through, like, the, the way she was talking about the the game and the way she was talking about like putting herself down 24 7 i said i i, I stopped the, the vod i said what's going on here like why are you holding yourself to this elite st-? she's platinum four playing vlad and i'm like why are you holding yourself to such this elite standard she said look i just have this mental baggage because my brother got platinum playing jungle way faster than me and he's st- streamlining through platinum and he doesn't play in blocks three he doesn't review he does none of that he does none of that but i'm here struggling in platinum four doing it all Doing it all. Mm. And then I said to Ben, I said, Ben, you're playing a different role. Yes, you had the similar upbringing, but you're playing different champions, a different role. You're up shit creek from a match. He, he's probably playing free flow, doesn't give a shit about anyone else. He's doing his own thing. Mm. You're thinking about your brother 24 mm. 7. And regardless, you have your own strengths and weaknesses. You might find it easier for you to go from Diamond 2 to Master Tier, but he gets a Diamond 4 or something way easier than you. Your strengths might come into play later on, or maybe they don't. Maybe, because life isn't fair, you might actually struggle the entire way. There's a funny, um, I'm a big fan of Don Rickles, the old school American comedian, and he was on the Johnny Carson show that I watched Johnny Carson highlights, and he was talking to, um, by the way, way, I can't recommend enough Don Rickles as a comedian for those of you the older people watching the show might heard of him. Um, he was like he was like a comedian from like what like sixties, seventies, fifty, sixty, seventies, and um, he was he was joking with the the host of the TV show, and he said um, they're talking about the age. He said, "How old are you?" He said, "You're forty eight. We're both forty eight. He said, "Oh, interesting. So when I came, when you came out of the womb, and we both came out of the womb, God pointed down and said, um, "You're going to be rich, and let's make you struggle." Mm-hmm. But like he said as a joke, but yeah. like in a way it's kind of true sometimes. Is, like yeah. Yeah. some people, based off the series of events, yeah. they are gonna struggle yeah. through life mm. just based off their the scenario that they're in. But embracing that is the most freeing thing. Me and you in many ways come to a similar endpoint, but the way we got there mentally was completely different. Completely yeah. different. Yeah. You could, and there's there's arguments to be made that yours was easier, a, a much less mentally taxing way. But then there's ways of 
um, framing it where mine was easier. Just the way you look at it, the perspective mm. you come from, mm. from you, the, the way you look at it. And our journeys, they're very different. They're, they're similar if you look at it surface level, but, but they're very different. And um, Both grew up with games. You had the Counter-Strike background. I had the Wood of Warcraft yep. background. Yep. I had a certain way of thinking about games. We had very different, different philosophies. Different philosophies on the game. And just, just different philosophies on just life yeah. in many aspects. <laughs> yeah. But ended up in a very similar scenario. Yeah. And I reckon, like you said, I think... Um, you getting to the rank you did very early on showed to me that you understood things mm. way better, way into just based off your experiences World of Warcraft. But then, you know, sustaining it would have been different based off your philosophy. I don't know. There's just, just different strengths That's and right. different yeah. weaknesses. Yeah. And then this quote again, don't worry about being better than someone else, but never cease trying to be the best you can become. I think that's what it's all that's about. That's what it's all, all about. about. That's all it is at the end of the day. That is what it's all about. And that's because just... even even if you magically got this rank and you know you didn't really put in like insane effort, it doesn't mean anything. Like again, it's like like when I hit challenger earlier this season, like I fucking tried for that, right? But then someone else is like, no, no one gave a shit about like me hitting challenger, right? But like, I didn't care about that. It's just like, I just knew and I knew as well how like long-term this could actually be really helpful to me because I stuck to something. I tried really hard. That's success to me, you know? And, you know, there's all these people, you know, rank one and I was ranked two in, in you know, promise seasons, but I don't think I tried that hard. I mean, I tried pretty hard, but not as much now and I haven't done as much introspection well, and stuff as I You could theoretically get this... You could even theoretically... I mean... I'm assuming the, 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 the feeling of elation you got from getting Challenger this season comparatively to when you got ranked two would probably be very different. Would you say so? Yeah. Because, I mean, even when that ranked two wasn't enough for me, it was like, I have to get ranked one because it means nothing. Right. That was my perspective because I thought I was just uh, yeah. the best, right? Right. <laughs> but, um, but the way you went about getting ranked two, it's so different. Yeah, I mean, I just play like 15 games. I mean, I play with high intensity. I just want to dominate my opponent. I just like this blind arrogance, you know. Um, but now it's like I have a very different view of the game and very different approach and just the whole everything's changed, right? It's like good so, but notice, But notice again how all of this, all of this, whether it's the... Um, the awareness of who you're surrounding yourself with, whether it's, whether it's the awareness of you comparing yourself to others, whether are you aware of, you know, do, do, do you genuinely believe that you can't make it? Do you, do you have some weird narrative that you believe that you can't make it or that you, you should ex, you're expected to make it, which is, again, tarnishing and, and putting all this expectation on you? Mm-hmm. Like, your brother got it, therefore you should be getting in this mm-hmm. amount of time. Is it that you that you don't have any faith, whatever it is. There is all these things that tie, not just to awareness of your actions, but of what is influencing your actions. That next layer, and the, the quote here is, and which I want to get into, Nathan, is it is not enough to look at what you were thinking. We need to see how. That's the crux of it. A perfect example is, you know, some people that, um, let's say I used to work with um, Lars before we, I, we only coached gold. Like silver, they'll be like they're like a, their identity, their identity is they're just a silver player, you know. And like becoming gold was just like out of, out of the the world for them. Yeah, you know? silver's silver because, because they were in there for like eight years. Yeah. You know, like they've just always been like silver or bronze. You know. Funnily enough, gifts 
brought him up a thousand times. He was so he got to platinum, which was his goal, right? And then he shifted his goal to plat two. Then he got to plat three, right? Then what happened is he 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 was up shit creek in just in terms of confidence and th- stuff like that. And he started losing a lot of games. And every time he dropped to platinum four and he started getting low plat four, as soon as he started getting to like zero LP, like getting close to it, he was so nervous. Because dude. he's so far he's like, away. I don't want to go backwards. I, yeah. I don't want to go to gold, please. I, I mean, yeah. if I go to gold, then it mean, what does it mean? It means I'm just, I, everything is just going down Thinking the drain. And then, and then what explode. happened? He actually demoted. Yeah. And he said it was the best thing that ever happened to him. Really? Because it shifted his mentality completely. He's like, well... Um, I just got to earn it back and he just like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was. You know, he thought it was like the end of the world that yeah. your goal won. Yeah. And then just boom, climbed back up, went on like a 15 game win streak or something. Mm. Never, never ceases to surprise me, this sort of stuff. Like, you can tell me the most ridiculous story about how you dropped X amount of ranks and climbed up X. I've seen, we've seen it all, Nathan. Nothing surprises me anymore. With the mentality of the game. You know, um, remember Summoner Squid, the we highlighted? He um, Oh, he went master. Was he the, the older? Yeah, the 29-year-old with like the responsibilities. And, yeah, yeah. You know, the house and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, he, remember he got up to like 350, 450, 400 LP yep. Grandmaster, yep. right? In an A. Yeah. So, he drained Soul 2. Mm. Um uh, this is my last opening, mm. and I checked, and he's diamond two, diamond oh three. Oh my god, he went high. That's, that's a hard big, isn't it? And and that's it, insane it's insane. Like that just <laughs> has to happen, right? It's just, yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna happen. happen. It's gonna happen. And, and I reviewed his game, and we're missing a lot of fundamentals. Yeah. and it makes sense. It makes sense when you yeah. get that high. You're yeah. that comments, you you you're, you think you're playing a different game, yeah. but you're not. Nah. So I thought that's really, and I love working like this is, I, that's why I get most excited <laughs> yeah, about that. He's yeah. like someone who's been on like a massive, cause that's what happens. Like when they come to salt, it's like an oh shit thing. It's like, all right, for fuck's sake, like, <laughs> I got to come learn the game now. <laughs> you know, like I can't get away with yeah, it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's going to be fun. And I told him his name's Alex. And I was like, this is exciting, Alex. Get excited. This is, yeah. this has got to happen. This happens to everyone man like yeah, it does. everyone everyone yeah i mean you like again you had huge drops yeah, as well huge. last season even, I, even i'm on season. my drops i'm, I'm the last over the last couple of weeks i've lost two three hundred lp yeah when i drop i drop in three four hundred blocks three yeah. three four hundred lp blocks yeah <laughs> i'm on that right now yeah you know so. you're, you're down like what 350 or something like yeah that. you were like you were like LP. i was 760 yeah, you're like, LP you're like nearly 800 yeah and now i'm 490 <laughs> holy shit dude so yeah it's fun yeah, everyone does it dude yeah and this is what makes League great, dude. Every day, when I when I think about this stuff, it's just, what else can give you this amount of knowledge about the self? i got to reference the GBA video now, Curtis. Okay. Quickly, because that's exactly what um, uh, what he talks about in there. So, the GBA99 made a video called um, the title of Not Playing League is Terrible, right? Mm-hmm. And the the first statement was, he said, honestly, not playing League of Legends has been one of the worst experiences of my life. And people would like, that's just like the opening line. And it's so funny. He goes into it. He starts off saying um, how it's weird in League of Legends. Like when someone quits the game, people like congratulate you. It's like, oh, thank God that's not in your life anymore. Like congratulations. It's like you quit smoking or mm, something, right? Mm. Um, and he had a lot of philosophy. Like, I go recommend you go go watch that. I mean, a lot of it's what we talk about as well. Like, I think us and Jibay share a very similar philosophy. The only part I wanted to touch on, because you said that, was some things he, he never... I never really used keywords um, in terms of describing our philosophy. He says that um, he had his really unique perspective saying League of Legends is actually one of the most productive hobbies. 
compared to any other forms of entertainment. So like think about other things of entertainment you could do. It's like, let's say you could go, go bowling with some friends or um, I don't know, like go-karting or something like these are like a fun entertainment activities that you did sort of categorize as well as in gaming or like, let's say like going out clubbing or something. Would you categorize that as well? Entertainment. Or is that like socializing that different? Well, I mean, I don't know how it would he mean he... Rep- is he referencing in terms of other games? Like if you were to play Doom or Diablo or WoW? Yeah, or- other games I think as well, yeah. But more like just other hobbies like that, right? Because right? there's nothing else that challenges you. You have... He talked about... There's the lowest of lows, which actually is a positive because that means that there has to be highest of highs, right? Well, let's break that down for a second. I don't know if I totally agree with that. Okay. Because I can think gym is pretty bloody productive. Oh, well, and other sports like well, gym's not tennis, like, man. That's not like a form of. Because um, how can can't you compare oh, okay. tennis and things like that? Okay, well the other thing as well is you said it's in a safe environment. There's nothing as much as in a safe environment as League of Legends. Think about it. Like if you try really hard in tennis, you could get injured or something like that, right? Yes, but there's. It's, it, I don't know. In my opinion, it's. You got to get more specific. It's very diff- It's it's hard to say it's the most productive because is that what he said? The well, most for him personally, I guess he doesn't do these other things. So, I mean, yeah, if you committed yourself to playing tennis, like you probably have the same challenge of adversity yeah, and stuff. I think you would get very similar. But the thing about league, it's like a team thing as well. Mm. So, like you got extra influences Look, there. There's no doubt that the league is unique in its way of facilitating personal growth. Mm. But there are a lot of things. Other, there are other things missing, though, right? Like the physical aspect, the physical aspect, yeah. the social aspect. Yeah. You know, going to tent to a tennis club and then socializing. This and is true. It's there are added benefits and disadvantages. So I, I agree to a certain extent. Well, I guess he did say here that um, that other things that he would be doing, he does now instead. He's just he's just on social media, watching YouTube, arguing with arguing with random people about politics on the internet and right. stuff. So if you, that's like way more productive than that. That's his that. like equivalent of yeah, yeah okay of entertainment for him. Yeah, for sure. Like watching movies. He said that even uh, watching his uh, favorite team win the Super Bowl was not as he hasn't have felt anything more than again League of Legends and even something like that. So reminds me of our conversation on the bridge. Remember that one time, Nathan? What was that one? We're coming back from the gym. We had that conversation about how amazing League of Legends is. Yeah. We're talking about how, like, you're just present in the moment. Like, how many yeah. things in your life can you count that yeah, you've well, done that you're just saying? completely... Your, every part of your brain... Your brain just... Uh, going that is fast true. Now. It is true. Anyway, continue on. Um, so, yeah, like, I thought that was, yeah, the same thing. Yeah, it's, that video was interesting. Right. What else did you say here? Um, you talk about the emotional roller coaster. Yeah, of the highest eyes. You just can't find in any other forms. And there's not really real-world consequences. Like, let's say some things about um, self-development and stuff. It's like he compared a comparison to, like, getting married. It's like that's, like, sort of technically like a self-development mm, tool in a way. Mm. But, like, that could be and it's really risky, right? Or buying a house. Right. You know, what happens if you've got all this debt and stuff like that, right? Because these are, like, goals you people humans want to achieve. Mm. Like, getting Diamond in League of Legends could be a goal, but it's done in, like, you can just give up and nothing. I mean, I guess you've wasted time. Right. But it's not, yeah, like, it's not like a risky thing. I thought that was a really good way of putting it. It's sort of the word is safe. It's like a safe... League of is a great safe environment for you to like have a, get, develop a growth mindset, set a goal, achieve a goal. Look, the, the way... Look, I, I do agree, but I think even better way, personally, a better way of framing it is 
it is the most efficient and productive way to develop modern day tools to develop a modern day toolkit to help you thrive in the modern day and fast moving world the fast moving chaotic world adapting patches changes adaptability yeah being able to um you know the whole learning how to learn new skills you got to learn new skills in the workplace the chances that the way you're the system that you're using your your what do they call it like uh customer relationship your crm is cha- you're going to use this one software and then maybe a, a year later you got to use, learn how to use another one. Um, you're going to have to take on different roles throughout your... You're not going to have... We've gone past the days where you're just going to be a, a bricklayer for like 50 years. Mm. You know, you, you're going to have differing roles. Team management you get into, you're going to start doing right. more responsibility, more I would roles. say communicate, effectively communicating mm. is another one. Understanding... Being uh, developing empathy for mm, others, mm. Um, understanding yourself more, and what makes you tick, what makes you frustrated, how and dealing with how you respond to certain um, adversity, de- responding to to adversity. These are all things in the modern day that inevitably you're going to learn. Whether, like you said, whether it's within a, within a relationship, whether it's in your workplace, whether it's um, in a in a weekly competition with your friends playing indoor soccer, whatever it is, in a way, it is kind of you're hacking, you're speeding up the process of learning, ten x because it's so fast. Boom, 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 boom. Game after game after game. Review after review new after review. New champ, new patch, new season, again and new again items. again. <laughs> and if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. That's right. Because everyone else is getting, getting better. better. Yeah. Just like it is in real world. If you're not improving at your craft... And there's winners and losers. ...in your professional career, you are going backwards because someone is going to take your job. Someone is going to replace you. Yeah. And that's... Look, it's uncomfortable to say that sort of thing, isn't it? It feels shit. Yeah. But it's just the way it is. It's the way the world works Mm. nowadays. It's a very competitive environment. Incredibly competitive. And I, I would agree with that, man. And look, the sad thing is that I don't think Riot actually push the benefits of the game no. that well. <laughs> yeah, they're on the react defense mode all the time, right? It's strange to me. Like the biggest benefits of the game are ones that they don't even talk about. Yeah. They could easily just have a video on like a client, on the client that explains mm. this stuff. Mm. It's relatively straightforward. They don't, they choose not to, they put on the defense because it's not sexy. Mm. It's like the solo queue contract as well. It's like show people what they're signing up for when they commit into the rank journey. Um, so do you want to go through that article, Nathan? Yeah, we got to bust out the article. Right, let's. Um, this was excellent. Before we jump into this article, let's take a quick break. Okay. Call a break, and we're back in a jiffy. Jiffy, as I always say. All right, so we're back. I actually got linked an article from Hailfire on my Discord. Um, I think it was like two weeks ago, and there was an article called "How to Challenge Thinking Patterns That Drag You Down," um, and essentially. Um, the whole the crux of this article is, like I said before, looking at not just looking at what we think, it's how we think. And it goes in to talk a lot about cognitive distortions. And psychologists use the term cognitive distortions to describe irrational or faulty thinking patterns. These cognitive distortions overlap with one another or several may co-occur. To predict, and it talks about how you can predict career success or satisfaction in specific roles by measuring behavioral traits, um, so on and so forth. So then it goes on to, to 
really break down how um, a lot of these cognitive distortions can actually influence the way you view things, your your frame of reference. Talking, going, looping back to that stage three. These are things that are running in the background that will influence your stage three, your mindset, your mentality, and and which will obviously in turn influence your behaviors, which influence your your outcome, which influence your happiness, your emotions, um, so on and so forth. So, um, what we'll do. I got to read these out, Curtis. We got to read some of these out because I think these are so. I mean, Curtis, I have. <laughs> these are relevant to League of Legends. I, I think a lot. These. I mean, I think a lot of us do, dude. All so right, read, Curtis, read I want to start. It. Yeah, start. This is like a. Everyone, close your eyes, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to read these out and just see if they apply to you. How do they apply? Yeah, you got to be. You got to be pretty honest, though. You got to be honest people, with yourself. People okay? are very good at lying to themselves. They are. Yes. Okay. First one here. So this is by a psychologist. We'll link the article in the, the YouTube thing. You guys can read it. All or nothing thinking. Description. You see things in black and white categories. If your performance falls short of perfect, you see yourself as a total failure. Is that not me right there that, that we talked about earlier? That might be, though, one of the most common ones. That's I think you see me, that. Or that's 100%. But would you say that's... that's that, That's just such a good excuse to not do something. Because it's like, well, I'm not going to do it unless I'm all in on it. Right. What's an example of this in, in for you? How legal legal yeah, exactly legal what we talked about earlier. If I don't have a perfect early game, like it's just a failure. The whole game's a failure, yeah, no matter versus what. Versus understanding that people make mistakes and I can still win the game. Like that's just a huge like mental block. How how else do you think? What are other examples of that one you see? Or nothing thinking of other people. Yeah, because I think that's this is a common one in other areas. Um, it, for for me in the Midland Academy, when I see this, is that if you if you lose a game, um, there is no, like, there's nothing else. Like, people believe that the block is a failure if you lose in a way. So there's no such thing as losing and still... Yeah, having a good block. Having a good block. That's the way I view that. Okay, yeah. But I don't know, these are, again, are something that we need to dwell on. Overgeneralization. You see a single negative event as a never-ending pattern of defeat. Uh, what's this one for me? Um, uh, yeah, I guess the origin, like I'm saying that I'm losing these games because of ganking, like one first bad gank. It probably like affects it. I mean, maybe it is good to sort of know that. I mean, I technically am losing the game from it, but. But there's a difference between identifying it as a negative event, but, but are you, are you, are you overgeneralizing and saying this happens Every no, game. No, I'm not. No, it was only a couple of games in a row. Yesterday. I feel like I had this one when I was... Um, what about in terms the of the meta? Yeah, yeah, the meta. This one fucked yeah. me. Because I was... It's like, okay, the meta is just so disgraceful for mid laners. Therefore, every game I'm going into, I'm already... Like, this happens every game no, no matter what. Yeah. But it's just not the case. No. Yeah. Oh, I had so oh, many okay. people write into me about this one, actually. Easy peasy. Overgeneralization for me. Uh, against a, a, Carth- a scaling jungler... If they have a good early game, insta-loss. Cassidy, Cassidy. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's like like the way that something like something bad happens and something's going to happen every single time, which it just it bullshit. It doesn't happen. It's bullshit. How many times have you been yeah. to level Cassidy level 16? Yeah. Plenty of times. Yeah. Mental filter. You pick out a single or negative event, sorry, negative detail, and dwell on it exclusively so that your vision of reality becomes darkened, like the drop of ink that colors the entire breaker of water. Beaker of water. Beaker of water. So this is like... 
Okay, this, this one is uh, the way I interpret this is, so you have a game and you look it in the review and then you make this like one mechanical misplay at like level three. And then no matter what happens after that, you're, you're reviewing through a negative frame. So you just dwell on it. So that influence, like, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. Your view right? becomes dark. And, and so yeah, your view, okay. you just, your, your, your self-confidence, the way you view your level of play is, is lower than mm. it is in reality. Mm. Therefore, when you go into the rest of your reviews or the rest of your block, it's just through this negative lens. I'm putting yourself down. Disqualifying the positive. I think humans are so good at this. You reject yeah. positive experiences by insisting they don't count <laughs> for some reason or other. In this way, you can maintain a negative belief that is contradicted by your everyday experiences. Poor me. Yeah, it's like sometimes I'm not. I'm. I'm not. No, we we look at this all, Nathan. We look at this all the time when what? people don't talk about the free wins. Yeah, the free wins. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. one talks about the free wins. No, no one says about how amazing they're free. They, they got carried, the, you know, against the troll, and how good are, their teammates. Man. We're these really amazing teammates. Yeah. that just were super positive. <laughs> we just all think it's like that doesn't count. It doesn't like, that's not as overall not my yeah, thing. It doesn't count. Experience. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping to conclusions. You make a negative interpretation even though there are no defined facts that convincingly support your conclusion. For example, mind reading. You arbitrarily conclude that someone is reacting negatively to you and you do not bother to check this out. The fortune teller error um, is an example. You anticipate that things will turn out badly and you feel convinced that your prediction is an already established fact. Uh, Lost streak. Um You've lost three, four games in a row. You're expecting your next game to all go as bad as well because you're just losing every game. Is that so is this is this kind of the self fulfilling prophecy? Is this what this one is? Where like you want something to? Is that I, I I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm assuming. So jump into conclusion. So like the ending the ending sentence there, Curtis. You anticipate that things will turn out badly. Already. Already. Yeah. All right. Before you even get into it, right? You're, yeah, I mean, people do this in pregame when they look at the the, the stats, draft, and the, draft the draft. Yeah, yeah that's people a big dodge one. and they just dodge games when you know they just jump to conclusions just because this is the way you know the matchup should go on paper. That's the way it's going to go every single time. Or um, this guy has a really good win rate, therefore he's going to win this game. Or I, I shouldn't. Play yeah, this I'm against game. Smurfs or something like that. Whatever it may be magnification or minimization you exaggerate the importance of things such as your goof up or someone else's achievement or you inappropriately shrink things until they appear tiny this is also called binocular trick so what's an example of this um you exaggerate the importance of things i guess i guess you sort of did this with uh you know when you talked about tyler one right Right, how him getting challenged it doesn't really it's like yeah. made it tiny because yeah. it's like well the way he did it mm. is not like the 2000 games played mm. playing like 30 game blocks and like having no worries because he's to push money. an agenda is yeah. that what that is uh, no not so much it's just trying to make things like so it's like inappropriately shrink things until they appear tiny I don't know let's just li- leave that one for now maybe maybe I don't know maybe that's a bad example Emotional reasoning, you assume that your negative emotions necessarily reflect the way things really are. I feel it, therefore it must be true. Oh, that's a that's a very interesting one. That's an interesting one. Because sometimes it's a good thing, though, the feeling, right? It's like it feels right. But I guess it's more negative. You assume that your mm. negative emotions necessarily reflect the way things really are. 
negative. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, this is actually a very, very relevant one for me. So, okay. um, a common, um, a common problem in the Midland Academy is they'll they'll start the review saying, because I always say, what are we looking at today? Why did we pick this reward? And they'll say, it just feels like I wasn't impactful. Yep. Okay, it's a normal one. Yep. And I go through it. I'm like, you did great. Yep. You did great. This is yep. a great game. Yep. I've seen that before and as well. Just because they feel like they didn't carry the game, it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean it was true. But I think that goes both ways. Or you can look at it in a, in a negative and a positive way. If it feel if this feels right, like you said, this feels like the right thing to do. Sometimes that means it is. Mm. Um. So you gotta you gotta be careful about that one. I feel like that's a that's a double edged sword. I agree. Should statements. <clears throat> you try to motivate yourself with shoulds and shouldn'ts, as if you had to be whipped and punished before you could be expected <laughs> to do anything. Musts and oughts are also offenders. The emotional consequence is guilt. Yeah. When you direct should statements toward others, you I feel angry, count again, frustration, oh. resentment. Yeah, fuck. I should have done this. I, I should have called that off or I shouldn't have done that. So how do you frame that better? So I actually saw this. I was reading down. I actually want to kind of skip forward for a second. We'll yeah. come back. Yeah. Um, here we go. I think I think this was it here. There was a, a later in the article it talks about how to actually manage that one. Here we go. Um, so strategies to manage this, you've heard the phrase, stop shooting, shooting your, on yourself. The word should, ought to, and must are words of constraint and constriction. These words can lead you to feeling like you have few options and too high expectations. Expanding your sense of choice starts with changing the language used in your self-talk. Whenever you catch a should, ought to, or must, replace it with can, choose to, or decide to. Concluding thoughts, self-esteem can be defined as the state that exists when you are not arbitrarily haranguing and abusing yourself, but choose to fight back against those automatic thoughts and meaningful rational responses. Responses. Um, do you know the degree to which you accept to which you accept of yourself without self-criticism or self-abuse? Strive to maximize your authenticity. These are all other things. But yeah, I think that's the way to go because... Um, It get, can get very toxic when you're over. You're trying to take too much responsibility. I yeah, think that's what this is talking about. I, it's like I, I should have done this. I should have done that. But no, you never could. You never should have. You never could have done that. It's not in your level of play. Yeah. So what do you what do you say? So is it what I need to do here better? Is is that the same thing? Or oh, well, think about it. This is why if this, this should have. Work? Okay, think about it. You're in a game yeah. and you, you see an event. It might be a dragon or a rift. It's like I should have called that off. Or I shouldn't have taken that fight. All you should be thinking about is. Can, as in like, I can do this right now. This is what I can do, not what I should have done. Got it. This is what I can do. Okay. Or, or I think, I think, I think even the sense that I think they're even saying in the present. So, um, rather than saying I should do this, I, I'm going to decide to do this. I, I don't know how this relates to league in a way, but I can see what they're trying to get at. I'm assuming what they're trying to get at is. This is for the people. It's not for everyone. I think this is just for the people like you, Nathan, who take the insane degree yeah. of responsibility. Mm. Yeah, after that's a bit of a tricky one. For those of you actually in the comments, can you give us a help on this one? Because I think I'm. We might be misinterpreting it, but it's an interesting one. Labeling and mislabeling. This is an extreme form of overgeneralization. 
Instead of describing your error, you attach a negative label to yourself. I'm a loser. When someone uh, else's behavior rubs you the wrong way, you attach a negative label label to him. He's a goddamn louse. Who the hell says laugh? <laughs> Mislabeling involves describing an event with language that is highly colored and emotionally loaded. Right. Yeah, we talked oh, about we we, did the whole episode. We did the whole yeah, episode with the... about labeling and generalization of like the type of player. Yeah, I can't remember some of the terms we used though, but I'm assuming this is reference to um like the whole well, like labeling laners is like what what are some examples? Yeah, I can't well, think of junglers the fuck everything up. Like that's a normal one, isn't it? It's always the jungler's fault. Right. Like you're fine. <laughs> jungle diff. Yeah, jungle diff. It's like And the last one here. Uh, personalization. You see yourself as me because of some negative... So you see yourself as me because of some negative external event, which in fact you were not primarily responsible right. for. So TLDR... Also, the labeling is labeling. Oh, that's actually a massive it's one. A, it's a big one, right? In, in, in I can't think of it. I know it's big, but people. I can't remember off the top of my head no, what the it's like, when, like people call themselves... Like, I have this guy, uh, Calvin. Yeah. Right? <laughs> He's negative. It's like negative self-talk and stuff, right? It's right. so bad. Like, it's so like he just I'm, labors I'm, himself uh, something just uh, because uh, he makes a mistake rather than just. Ex- yeah, it's like like uh, for example, like I told him like, oh, you can help someone out with this. It's like because he was like some of the least implies like yeah. I'm, I'm just a diamond dog, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you know it's really bad. It's, it's really bad. bad. It's bad. It, it is bad. Some people have some, or really I'm just bad. a piss slow or yeah, whatever piss it is. Low and- Dude, it's out of control, Nathan. The elite community, I think that's massive. That's a big one. That's actually probably one of the biggest ones. Yeah. I see it. I think that's the biggest one in my soldier community. Holy moly. I don't see that. Look, I I, I think I see that more in the, in the solo queue person than the Midland Academy. I think the big one for Midland Academy is the um uh the overgeneralization. Yeah, overgeneralization. That's a big when one. They talk about. I mean, we have to specific. So specific. We, 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 we Jumping to conclusions, yeah. all or nothing thinking. Those are the big ones. Yeah. Or, or mental fil- The mental filter. I mean, look, yeah. psycho. In my mind, psycho is like you know, all or nothing thinking, overgeneralization, mental filter, <laughs> jumping to conclusions. Psycho just getting obliterated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna. He's just everything. He's just the entire thing. He's got every single. <laughs> I mean, Psycho's got to read this, dude. Okay, yeah, it's great. So look, we won't go on anymore, but there's a lot of great stuff here, and it talks about strategies to actually approach a lot of these. If you if you struggle with these these cognitive distortions, it gets more detail. But again, it? TLDR here, Nathan. Again, it's the same thing. We, we, when this is this these are things running in the background, isn't it? These are things that are just running there without even you really noticing it. You just go if you're if you're just going with the flow and you're with, you're in a community of people or friendship group that have used that language, mm. talk to each other that way, or rub off, on or overgeneralize, yeah. or d- have these other things. Whether it's jump to conclusion, disqual- they disqualify the positive. They they think in black and whites instead of gray areas. All of these cognitive, they do these things around you. It's going to rub off on you, and then before you realize it you're mimicking some of that behavior subconsciously. And this is why the MLA two week challenge I did the second one about reflecting after your solitude box is the best way to get out of a hole. Yeah. Genuine reflection. And that's what helped me when I did that journaling, like a journal after every solitude block, take five minutes to just reflect on the block. 
How did you feel? Go that next level deeper. Not just about the in-game stuff. The, 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 the block itself. Listen to your emotions. Listen to yourself. So, um, and I think that if you're able to understand these things at play, this is also going to facilitate a bit of a growth mindset, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this is some serious... This is the work, man. This is the whys, why you would think this way and stuff, right? This is introspection. I mean, I need to work on the all or nothing, man. That's the biggest one I need to work on. Okay, so let's let's pick one. Let's let's both pick one that we're going to specifically work on. Yep, I mean, all or nothing thinking, I need to stop just... If the game doesn't go perfect early game... That doesn't mean that the rest of the game should just... I should just stop playing with high intensity and stop thinking about how to win the game. I mean, I've been good at this before, but, like, I need to just go back to it. Because specifically, because what I'm doing is I'm playing early... I've changed my pool. That's why. Like, I fixed this with the champions that I was... I think champion mastery affects this a little bit in me because, like, if I don't have champion mastery, I don't know how to play from... I don't even want to say I play from behind, but, like, I don't have confidence in like knowing how to play my champion in in team fights, more specifically team fights. It's like, let's say I'm against like a Zin, I'm playing Elise, right? Like at the end of the day, the champion's not really good at team fights, right? But you can make a good in team fights. You can play them correctly. I need to like do that, you know? It's like, yeah, sure, I'm not going to be as good as Karthus or put as much damage as Karthus, but I can maximize my champion. It's more identifying your role. Identifying role, yeah. In that stage of the game specifically. Okay. So where, which one was that again? That was the first one, all, all or nothing. nothing. So you're either, yeah, you're early game champ. You have to get something done. Um, and if that doesn't perfect. happen, yep. it's perfect or it's terrible. Yeah. Okay. For me, I would say, look, this is more of like a personal thing in reference to like, I feel like this is more like relevant in my entire life. This is, I don't think this is more league oriented. I think this is a cognitive distortion that follows me everywhere is the magnification or minimization so this is essentially what, what what I do, and I've noticed this within myself, mm. is that when something isn't coherent with my own narrative, I will either, I will do what it does here. I will inappropriately shrink things until they appear tiny. Yeah. So to it's kind of... significant. So to make yourself feel... Yeah. To, like to, to make sure that my narrative is, is, yeah. is good. You find like why that's not good. Why that's not right. Rather thing. than just having and adopting like an open yeah. a mind and being like, oh, interesting, like... That might mean yes. That might mean my my way of viewing that specific thing is wrong. Maybe we do that with esports, Curtis. Too much. Yeah, potentially. Potentially. I mean, I know myself. I don't know about you, but I definitely do this in some areas. And then I will. I found this in my review specifically. I will exaggerate the importance of certain things, which then takes away from my focus on other areas of the review, which I probably yeah. should have actually directed attention yeah. towards. Yeah. I found myself doing this. Yeah. So, like, for example, if I'm playing um, Rumble, right, I will overemphasize the importance of, like, getting a good roam or alt off. And then because I'm overemphasizing that I'm actually, and exaggerating it, I'm actually distracting myself from getting into my shitty laning. So, I think that um, this magnification or minimization is, uh, is something I need to work with. And I think the way I'm going to deal with it specifically, the way I'm going to work on it, is that whenever I feel myself... Okay, I think this is this is how my trick for me personally. What I'm going to do is whenever I catch myself feeling as though something doesn't make sense, something is running counter to to my to my narrative in that given moment, rather than going on the defense and being like, "No, but this." I'm going to just take a second to 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 really question my logic. And John Wooden talks about this in the book where 
if he, he, I mean, it's kind of hard for me because I don't have anyone kind of questioning me. I mean, I kind of do, but John Wooden has other assistant coaches that were asking him and just making sure, questioning his logic and asking him questions about why, why did you do this? Why did you just choose to do training like this? Why did you just choose to put this person on the field rather? And what he loved about that is it was constantly making sure that his logic was sound. Mm. And I need to do this. Because he had to explain himself. If someone questioned, even though, even though he might be right, it's like they asking that question. It's like, we'll have to explain yes. it. Well, he had to it, reiterate to himself, making sure that his logic was correct. Yeah. So I think in a way I need to ask myself questions. And if I get asked questions in the Midnight Academy, instead of default response answering it, I need to take a second to make sure that my logic is sound. Instead of using the magnifying minimization thing. That's what I'm going to try and do. It's a great article. Give it a read, guys. Put it in the description. Yeah. All right, should we jump into mailbag now, Curtis? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Nathan's mailbag. All right, so first question here is from Francesco. League improvement as a tool for personal development. How fitting for this podcast episode. It's almost, it's almost as if someone chooses and picks these questions. Oh, that's very interesting. I don't know who would do such a thing. Hi, Curtis and Nathan. I'm Fran, an 18-year-old Argentinian. Uh, sorry for my English. Thank you for the podcast. Thank uh, You might remember Ponyo while I'm a friend of his. We know Ponyo. Isn't he in the book club? So basically, yeah. I consider my adolescence has been full of failures. Some examples. Not being able to talk about some delicate things, trying to force some friendships, and for worse, the flirting or sexual aspect. I mean, what what adolescent doesn't struggle with that as a male? Yeah, really normal. <laughs> you know, we don't know what the fuck they're doing, guys. Come on. <laughs> It's like, what is it? Everyone's just like an instant chat, dude. It's like, yeah. you know, that's not how it works. What do you mean? If you, have, if you haven't got with like 50 girls by 18, yeah. come on, man. And I feel like <laughs> every long-term goal I tried to set, I could never, uh, I could never could achieve. For instance, become, becoming better at league a few years before, starting to meditate on or reading a book. I just can't sit down and stick through a long process. And this is really annoying because whenever I start thinking about a new goal, I just planify... Uh, but never actually, so he plans it, but never actually like executes, achieves it. This made me feel really, literally a human being failure. Based on that, I started thinking of myself as having a fixed mindset, as in I'll always fail in a long-term goal. This is quite terrifying for me and I want to work on it. So here comes league. I've played league since 2013, but in a more serious way since 2017 or so. So I feel like I have to be in a certain rank. Straight to the point, I'm in Plat three, and I want to get to Diamond four in order to build that confidence that was taken from me. Do you think league can help build confidence and then achieve other goals? What can I think of myself if I don't get to Diamond? If I do get to Diamond, wouldn't it be dangerous for me to raise my self-esteem based just on league? Thank you so much. He says, Zoe Main, don't hate me, please. That's what he says. Right, Curtis. Do we have some answers to him in this podcast here? Um... First question, if you don't get diamond, how do you view yourself? As Again, personal greatness for yourself. As long as you know you put in the best effort, given the time, like like an easy trap, I think, to fall in here is like, if you, you're like, well, I could have done it if I spent 18 hours a day. Well, that might not be realistic for you, right? So it's like during the time that I had, the three hours a day or maybe two hours a day or maybe like, let's say in a week, like uh, 10 hours a week, 
did I use that 10 hours as most effectively as I could um, to be to get the diamond? If the answer is yes, that's success. I think another way, to, uh, that's spot your spot on. I think um, yeah, Nathan hit the nail on the head there. But I also think that we need to talk about what where confidence comes from, right? Yeah. And confidence, confidence, I think we've mentioned before. Well, well, we built, well, I built specifically confidence from getting good at video games because I, I tried really hard, got good at it, understood that I could get good at this thing, which means it's not even about being better than someone else. It's just being, okay, if I can get good at this, I can get good at um, building a website, creating an esports organization, dials, marketing. Gym. Gym. Like all these things flowed on. It's, it's get, just knowing that you can get better at something. Yeah. Like if you just put your, if like, like, cause this, this is why that I view things. And sometimes Curtis calls me out for this is that I, I will take as long as it takes to get this. I, I might take longer. I, I well actually in, in my head, this might be toxic, but I think I'm a slower learner than everyone else in the world. I don't think that's true at all either. You don't think that's true, no. but like, but I'm prepared to be like the most Nathan patient. Is the most, yeah, Nathan is the most patient man you will meet. So if it takes me 20 years to do something and like I want to do it and like get really good at it, like I'll just spend the 20 years doing but, it. But I think Nathan's the extreme though. Maybe I'm Nathan, extreme. Nathan, that's, that's your weakness. It's a potential weakness as well. It actually is your like, weakness. Cause, and I feel like I have all the time in the world to do it. Because Nathan will sit there and he's like, well, because I'm so patient and I'm not really in a rush and I know that I can get there, I'm going to do it in the most elongated way possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When yeah. We're, we're, I think with you, Nathan, yeah. the question you should ask yourself is, mm. okay, if I had to do it in... So you said, to, I asked you the other day, sir, I said, Nathan, how long is it going to take you to get back to Challenger? Yeah. And he said, well, it might, be, it might take me like... You know, I think next six season. Mu- you said yeah. yeah, like six months or yeah. whatever you said it was. You said like some ridiculous, and I'm like, okay, well, if you had to do it in a month, what would it look like? Mm. You know, mm. and I just think that if you had that mentality mm. and you reined in your patience mm. <laughs> a little bit, mm. you would be much better off. Anyway, we're going to entertain you there. So I think like Nathan, like the the knowing that you can do something with time and effort. And knowing that you you can get better at something is where confidence is built, in my opinion. And it was for both of us. In league, for me, it was just knowing that I could change. Knowing that I could put my mind to something and just get better at it. And I'm not limited by my upbringing. I'm not limited by whatever limited me in the past. That there's a, there's a, There is something that I can do to fundamentally change the way I think and the way I act in this specific task. So I think in order to get to that point, though, what does it require? It requires, like you said, time management. It requires discipline. It requires focus. And it requires, I would say, um, patience and consistency. And these are all incredibly hard things to nowadays. There's so many distractions. That's what I'm saying. Don't, don't feel bad for yourself, dude, because don't, this is you, normal. you are growing up just as we are in a time where you are fucked left right and center by dopamine yeah <laughs> right yeah you got twitter instagram facebook youtube trillions Netflix. of n- n- dopamine is flying at you 24 7 and that's that's probably why you struggle to sit with something that is why you have a good great plan and then it's like two weeks in you're like ah oh, fuck it's just easy to just like you know do this 
Right. And requires an immense amount of discipline, discipline and, and just sheer will. Mm. And I think certain people naturally... Look, I'm saying this. Spot, I have to say this. Certain people do have better self-control and just sheer... Um, what is it called? Will than others mm. based off their upbringing and based off the situations they were within. But it doesn't mean that you can't learn it and, and get better at it. So for example, um, I would say, look, hey, I'm just going to use Nathan because I know Nathan well. I would say Nathan is not based off the way you were raised. You are not a disciplined person. No. You never worked. No, never had a job in my never life. Never job. You just, you would always like, you know, you're good at sleeping in yeah, and just like the classic. Yeah. But you got better at it mm. and you, you developed discipline in your own way. Mm. Somehow it was over time, just through just sheer force of will and, and understanding that you had a task, you wanted to do something. You got to do things that to get good at anything, you got to do something that sucks. You got to do something that sucks. Just, it's just so suck. you understood that, yeah. but it, re- it was hard for you. It wasn't you? It's a it grasp. Did, and I don't think you ever went from zero to 100 either. No, it was a... So you, you, what's sometimes I'll do it for a little bit and then it would be, go away and then I'll come back and then, you know. Okay, so so what was his name again? Francesco, right? Francesco, yeah. So what's going to happen, Francesco, is that you aren't going to go from being Francesco where you are right now to the, the, the version of Francesco you want to be overnight. No. What's going to happen? You're going to try and then you're going to fail. And then you're going to try again, get a little bit better, but then you're going to fail again. So let's just say, for example, it was... Um, your your goal was to play in blocks of three. You might actually do it for like a week. And then on day eight, you you like relapse and you play like 15 games in a row. But then you're going to feel like shit. You're going to lie in bed that night and be like, holy shit. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done I feel terrible now. Then you're going to go back to the drawing board. You're going to take a few we days. We just said I shouldn't. We just said should. All right, whatever. Um, you're going to go back to the drawing board and then you're going to go round two. Yeah. And then this time you might go two weeks or a week and a half. And so what's going to happen? You're going to have a series of painful experiences and you're going to start to see the benefits of it and the feeling of it. And then over time, in little ways, you're going to, um, you're going to develop discipline. Now, in a way I do, I believe discipline. I mean, there's a great book, I think for him, he needs to read Atomic Habits. I think Atomic Habits is really good. And there's ways you can make your life easier, make your decisions easier. So if you struggle with going on your phone, put your phone in another room. If you struggle with um, failing to read and you like, you just keep looking at, you just keep whatever's distracting you, you read in another location. Make it hard for you. Make it very difficult for you to do the thing that is distracting for you somehow. Whether you read in a different location, whether you... Um, you you tell someone else to lock the door for you or or you turn the internet off or whatever happens, whatever it is that makes it very difficult for you to do the thing that is distracting you. And over time, you're going to get to a point where you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, that's where you want to get to. It shouldn't have to be... It's not going to require decision, any willpower. Yeah. It's like, again, going to the gym for us, like, it, actually, it's zero willpower at this point. No, just do it. It's just part of the schedule. It's what it is. It's just part of the schedule. It sucks sometimes, but you just do it. Yeah, it's just part of the schedule. It's part of the schedule, yeah. You think I want to do my coaching at five in the morning? No. No, I don't want to do my coaching at five in the morning every day. I would much rather it be 8 8 a.m. But due to me being in Australia and my clients being in North America and Europe, I am forced to do my coaching at five in the morning, which means I got to go to bed early. Yeah. 
So I structure everything around that. Mm. And that is non-negotiable. I go to bed at 8.30, no matter what. I'm in bed by 8.30, like roughly 8.30 to 8.40. And I wake up at 5, 10, or 5 o'clock, non-negotiable. No matter what, no matter, no matter how shit I feel, how cold it is, whatever, that is just it. And then once you get to that point and you wrestle with that, and it's like, okay, I'm going to schedule this in. And that's why schedule comes into play for Francesco. He's going to have to schedule. Schedule is is everything. Is the best. That's what helped me schedule. Schedule is everything. Yeah. Once you get the schedule in and you're like, okay, this is non-negotiable. I am going to bed at this time. I am reading at this time. I'm turning off my computer at this time. Non-negotiable. Yeah. Now, if you can honestly do this, you create this schedule, you follow this process, you do this for like three months, and you get zero results. Man, I, I, I mean, I we will, we will, we will personally fly to Argentina, <laughs> and then knock on your door, yeah, and then give you a hundred dollars ride points. <laughs> okay. Anyway. But like you're you get my get point, results, right? Yeah. You're going to get results. Yeah. You're going to get results. Even if it's it's inevitable. Tiny, it's Even if it's only small, if you stick to that schedule and you do it properly, you review after every game, you stick to the process, you know it. But it's a st- you stick to it with that schedule, you're going to get results. So, even if, I, like again, if I was to think, even if I went to the gym and I half hour exercises, I would still have you get something some results. Yeah. yeah, it won't be as quick because again, I'm not putting in best effort. But um, yeah, it's going to be something. So right? schedule is where it's going to all start for, for Francesco, man. Yeah, I mean, trust me, French. Like, if there's no schedule, if schedule didn't exist for me, I would be a mess. And also, don't again. He has to remember that he's going to fail. Yeah, he's, he's going to try. He's going to try schedule, yeah. and he's going to sleep in like yeah. day three. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Whatever it might be. Yeah, that's normal. Go back to the go, you know, try go again. Try again. Get on the get on the bandwagon. Try again. Next question is from Michael. The title of this email is "Improving While Playing with Friends." Dear Curtis and Nathan, first off, I would like to say that I love the Broken by Concept podcast as it has given me the ability to have high quality conversations with myself and push me to climb while enjoying the process and focusing on myself. However, the question I have today isn't about myself. It's for a friend of mine or rather a group of friends. Last episode section on solo Q versus competitive really resonated with me. As I noticed some of the issues in my own friend group, we play league together fairly often and are pretty serious about Clash. However, our group has a very varying skill range, with me, the bot laner, and support all being diamond and the mid laner being silver. Because of the skill gap, our mid laner often gets flamed for poor performance and told to play safe and pick around the bot lane. Because bot lane is the win condition in the bot lane's eyes. He's forced onto utility picks like Melzahar or Seraphine, where he is told to play very safe and just let the bot lane carry. Although this works fine for some games, I notice that this prevents much improvement for our mid laner. And anytime he picks anything he finds fun, such as a carry champ like Yone, he gets flamed, even though it could be just an even a normal game. He doesn't like being flamed and has stated as such a few times. However, he gets shut down a lot of the time, and because he doesn't like to play solo queue, he doesn't seem to improve. I've worked with him, offering duo or review VODs with him, and while it's clear he has the capacity to learn and improve, he would much rather play with a group of friends. He refuses to play solo queue, but I really feel like he does have the capacity to play at a higher level and gets much more flame than he deserves just because he happens to be the worst player on the team. 
My question is, how can I create an environment where my mid lane friend is able to learn and improve while playing with friends? Is he unable to improve unless he plays more solo queue or we can help him improve while playing as a group? Um, I guess our philosophy, like, uh, is this a fixed mindset, Curtis? I think, no, you can't improve playing with friends. I, I like the question. I like yeah, the question. I, I love asking. the question. I love the question as well. How can, how can I facilitate an environment in which he can improve? I like, it's a very high quality question. It's a very high that. quality question. And, I, and, and my response to it is I'm shutting down. Yeah. Game, which uh, I hate, but like, I like, like he's not playing with people. Like these people are going to drag him down. He needs to focus. on. So, so think about it. Those, he, like when he's put on Melzahar and Seraphine, he's not learning jack shit. Losing confidence. Well, in, in a way, the way I view this is kind of like, okay, I'd be interested to see if any of you have had this experience. At school or university, um, there might have been a, a, a like a topic or a, a class that you really struggled in, but then you kind of sat next to two or three friends that really like were good at that class. And then whenever you had a question, instead of like actually trying to do it by yourself and ask the teacher and learn, mm. you kind of just copied slash just kind of got like the cheat answer from like your friend. So you never actually got good at it. And then over time, you kind of develop a mental block. Just, I'm not good at this and I can't, it's just, I'm not good at it and I don't understand it. And then what happens, the, the more you do it, the worse it gets. I kind of found myself doing this sometimes in certain subjects and then it just makes things worse. Mm. And I think this happened with me accounting. I just didn't get it. And I just never manned up and be like, I just don't get it. Yeah. I was just sat next to like Dipper. Yeah. And I just got carried. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I think that's what's happening here. He's mm. he, In a way, he feels safe because he's with friends. He's not going to get flamed by random solo queue teammates. He doesn't need, his weaknesses aren't going to be exposed. So it's like shielding him. And by shielding him, you actually making him worse and yep. you're actually ruining his his experience with the game yep. so look it, i love the question but i think at some point he needs to you need to kind of shove him out there he can't sit and next trial to by fire he needs to just like get burnt yeah just let him get burnt but that's a great thing to do if you genuinely care about him and you genuinely compare about his improvement of the game and he wants to learn that's, that's what, the key thing he, he has, has to, to want to yeah. learn if he, if, if he just wants to play with friends... Yeah, if he then, just wants to have fun and play with no, friends, and yeah. you can't help him. No. You can only help someone who wants to be helped. But if you genuinely believe he wants to improve the game, and you think he said that, then you need to say, we're not playing with you. you gotta, you got to get to gold, whatever. Or you got to just you got to play 50 solo queue games. Or you got to play X amount of solo queue games a week unless we're not playing with you. Like that extreme. The way you view a clash or playing as a team is that's expressing your skill from solo queue. Well, it's like you. It's like this. It's like you have you play on a basketball team. You train throughout the week, that's and right. then you. And then there's the game. That's mm. that's go time. But it's too late. Like or, if, you or, if you don't have the preparation, it's too late. But in John day. Wooden, the way he talks about it, it's like a stage play. So you like you, theater or something. like theater. Yeah. So like you audition and then you practice and you what's it called? They they do those those fake run throughs, and then then it's show time. Yeah. It's exact same with solo queue. Solo queue yeah. is the preparation. That is the practice, the training, the drill, whatever it may be. And then clash is the the, the go time. Yeah. But then if you don't play clash or group team play, but this is the thing about league is solo queue is also the audition as well. Well, not really. You can just over prepare. Just train, 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 train. You don't think about it. To be good at like uh, certain things, for example, you might be. Let's say you play a pool. 
Yeah. You play pool. And you play pool for years. Yeah, I guess then... You never go on a competition. Theoretically, you're like challenger level. Yeah. Yeah, you, sorry. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like yeah. me with the... It's like, I saw not with me, that guy that I had the world's best goal player. Yeah. He just played a lot of the game, uh, normal games. He never played ranked. And then when he went into ranked, he like just killed it. And people called him like a smurf and stuff, but he wasn't even smurfing. He just hadn't played ranked. Mm. So you can actually just not play clash and never play competitive and just get really good. That also works. But yeah, that's essentially what's happening here. So hopefully that helps, man. You're going to have to have that tough conversation. Even just link him this. Yeah, just, <laughs> just link, link him this. I mean, the question, he's got to really know if he wants to improve because yeah. he has to go down the solo queue journey. Yeah, he's got to do it at some point. I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even, if I'm silver, I don't want to be playing with my diamond friends. That's just, it's terrible. It's terrible, yeah. Especially what, if it sounds a, like they don't want to help. Miserable, what a miserable solo queue experience. You're just getting shoved on some utility mid. You mean clutch experience? Yeah. What is league in general? Yeah. It's just a terrible league experience. Yeah. And it sounds like he wants to play Yana and stuff. Yeah. It's disgraceful. Uh, so this last one here is not from exactly Mailbag, but it's a question from Ishan from Soul2. Um, I thought this was really good. This might relate to some other people. Um, and we haven't really touched on this. I haven't even thought about this because mm. we, don't, we don't have this really in our lives. Right. I wonder if this has been talked about before. No, it hasn't. But one thing I've struggled with, and I bet lots of other people have struggled with, is social pressure with League. Many of my friends slash family see this game as a waste of time, and I've just accepted that they will not understand how important it is to me. Still, some days I find it super stressful to play solo queue, especially with close family like parents who I live with. I just have this image in my head of them standing outside my door judging me, and it ruins my confidence in the game sometimes. Is it a good approach to just ignore and continue grinding, or is there a better way I can approach sharing my views on the game, getting them to respect my passion? It's a great question, Isham. Look, I, I mean, I think both of our... I mean, your parents... I think your dad had a negative view of gaming, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Your dad would say all this, some inappropriate words that we can't say on this. <laughs> on no, this that was for certain games. No, but the... Um, no, no, they, they, they didn't mind. It's just school came first, right? right? Yes, yeah, so like school always comes and, first. And, but that's the thing. My grades were terrible. So it's like, you got to blame the video game. And it's true. Like, it was the video game. Right. So they didn't like... They would be fine me playing games... But it's just because my grades were terrible. My mum, my 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 parents did stress at one point. I was playing too much games, and, and you I, and you had a gaming family, yeah. and well. had a, yeah, my whole family, my dad and brother, and I got yeah. There was times where I felt pressured for sure. I said, Curtis, get out of the house. What are you doing? Like, I would ask, like, what are you doing this Saturday? Are you going out this Saturday night or whatever yeah. it is? And, like, they, if they saw me, like, no, I'm just playing. I'm just staying in. <laughs> I would, like, get nervous. I can tell they were, like... Like, oh, God. Shy. He doesn't have a social life. <laughs> Fuck, what are we... We fucked up this kid. <laughs> yeah. Let's go next on the next... <laughs> <laughs> you know? I could see that. I, yeah. I mean, I could feel it. I felt that pressure. Yeah. At times. Um... Especially with my brother. I think my brother also had that pretty bad. My brother would get railed by my, my dad. We had a game. I think me... Oh, dude, this actually reminds me. It's a bit off trail, which reminds me. I think it's a funny story. Me and my brother were a game... Like, we were hardcore gamers. Yeah. Me and my brother, right? Yeah. And I remember it was a weekend. 
And like me and my brother, all we wanted to do all weekend was play games, right? Mm -hmm. And me and my brother just wanted to stay home. And my parents wanted to do like a family outing. (laughs) And then my brother was just like, he was just complaining all morning. Like he didn't want to go. (laughs) And then I'm like, always like, I was like kind of in the middle. I wasn't really complaining, but I was just, I'll just suck it up, you know, to make him happy. And I'll just come home and play after. Yeah, I'll just play play after. Like I didn't want to go, but I just did. And then, so we'll go into the car. My brother's just like making my parents like like living hell and then my dad's in the car right and we're about to leave and then he keeps going and he's like that's it I've had enough and he just opens the door and we're fucking we're not going anymore and he, and he storms out and, he, and we have like his gate to get to yeah. the back house and he slams the gate and the gate just explodes like the whole like the whole hinge of the gate really? just fucking explodes off and my mum's like like break like oh my god like, oh my, and then my dad just goes and doesn't talk to anyone and me and my dad my brother stop playing computer games <laughs> Dude, it was out of control. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. The family's getting torn apart. It was. It was rough. That oh, period of time. Like, me and my brother were addicts. <laughs> and the, the, the bad thing is, is like, I think they felt bad for my brother. Yeah. So they couldn't take away the computer. Because if you take away the computer, there's nothing left. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, what do you do? I shouldn't be laughing at this, but yeah, it's tough. It's a tough It's a brutal, position. dude. It was a brutal parent. I can, I can. Yeah, that's the same with me as well. They, the parent, my parents knew if they took away my video games, I'm just, I'm just nothing, you know? Yeah, it's brutal. So, because I wasn't good at sports, I was bad at school. <laughs> <There's> nothing, <laughs> you can't life. take away the computer. <laughs> nothing was going for me, right? So, and um, then it's like, oh fuck, we just messed up this one. This yeah. kid just done. Oh yeah, I was, I was a lost cause. But, <laughs> um, but um, okay. So knowing what I know now about like the because I didn't really know the benefits. We of, didn't understand because I thought I thought it was a, a waste of time as well. Oh yeah. Because that's what it was a fun waste of time, though. <laughs> it was a fun waste of time. I mean, playing World World Cup technically is, yeah. but like it was, it was fun. You know? <laughs> so you know, it's we're like, not answering this question. No, right. we're not. No, like, but, like yeah, it's only upon now, like now that we, what we know that I mean, I wouldn't if if we genuinely thought it was just a fun thing, we wouldn't do what we do now. You know no, what we I mean? Wouldn't. We right. wouldn't. We wouldn't no. actually have gone down this have a route. Career, yeah. We would actually would be out of this. Yeah. Like we actually after esports, we probably would have just pissed yeah. off and done something different. Yeah. But we genuinely believe. Yeah, that's, that's actually the only reason we're here yeah. is because we saw we saw the benefits, and mainly through John, Jonathan, Jono, Jono Brown, yeah. our mentor, right? Because yeah. he understood. Because he just was fascinated about this game and how much how great it is. Again, everything we talked about here, the positives, you know, fast moving world, like just the the brain, the competitiveness. And the skills you can develop, the soft skills you can develop through league. So it's basically, Ishan, go to your parents and be like, like, literally, no, before then, write down why you play league, why it's a challenge, why you prefer doing this than other things, potentially, in your life. Well, it's going to be a proper sit-down conversation. It's going to be a tough conversation. Tough you can actually have a tough conversation. You say, look, this, yeah, like Nathan said, why, this is why I play this game. This is why it's important to me. This is what I'm getting out of it. And you don't have to, and like you said before, you don't have to understand it. And I don't expect you to understand it. You don't even have to respect it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to do this because it's important to me. And um, I will continue to get do the things that are important first. Prioritize the school, get the grades, whatever you need to do. And then to keep him happy, and then that's it. I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about your dad. Oh yeah, that was brutal, dude. <laughs> just that, that's such a funny. Oh, there story. was so many of those stories, though. That's really? just one of them. That's just one of them. That's just God, one of them. That's great. Our, our household, for, our, our household. <laughs> what for period like, of this was this? Was this? Yeah. This was when I think I was 15. No, this yeah. is when I was like probably 14, 14, 15, and yeah. when my brother was like 11, 12. 12 got it. 
So he was like on the period. Of, he, he was, was like, just about in high school. Yeah, just like yeah. grade six, that year seven, yeah. like getting into high school. He was yeah. like kind of confused and like yeah. he loved his games. <laughs> um, but he was like, my brother had like, he was crazy. Like yeah. in terms of just like, he was just lost the plot all the time. <laughs> and um, his emotions, right? Yeah, he couldn't control his emotions. Yeah. And yeah, so- going through puberty, it's normal. Yeah, right? it's normal. And, yeah. and so like- but what made it worse is that me and my brother just hated each other as well. Yeah. I didn't have a good relationship with my brother. Yeah. Like, we always had fighting. So every, but you guys liked to... Didn't you have common playing games together? No, we didn't play games together at all. Oh, okay. So you just like playing... Okay. Yeah, so he play played his game. Yeah. I played my game. Yeah. I would actually... I was a terrible brother. Yeah. Because I would always tell him straight to my face, you, you, you're never going to be as good as me. Yeah. I put him down 24-7. Yeah. I said, just give up type yeah, thing. Because like, you're this Counter-Strike Because I was the god, I believe, in my mind. Yeah. Like, you could... Like you wouldn't, I, I, I just fundamentally. Maybe that used him as motivation because then he he surpassed your counter. Yeah, he did. Right? He surpassed me. Yeah. He, in a way, he, I view him as like like it's like a Star Wars type thing. Like I was like the villain, the villain <laughs> that like motivated him the to hero. to because if he didn't have that that knowing that it was possible to be that good, yeah, that he probably wouldn't have gone down that path. No. But he just used that as motivation. I got to beat Kurt. I got to be. I think it was subconscious to him. I just got to be better than Curtis. because yeah. I, I in my mind I was like. There was no chance I could be better at you at any game, no matter what. And I think that motivated him. He's like, "Holy shit!" You know, like I got to, I got to beat him. I got to, yeah. I got to get better at him at yeah. Counter Strike, which I thought was impossible. And then yeah. when he did, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. And then, um, so I think that motivated him a lot over time. And we didn't really talk about. We actually didn't talk about games that much at all. It was mainly me and my. I spoke to my dad about it. And I yeah. think my brother and my dad spoke about games, but like, it was never like, there was never a three-way conversation. It was always like me to my dad and then my dad to my brother and like my brother to my dad and then me to my, yeah, it was never like three-way. very unique. Um, but yeah, there's, there's many times where like my mom wanted to do, like go out because my mom doesn't play games, right? Mm. And like, we all wanted to play games. games. And then like, and then that just exploded things. <laughs> yeah. Because mom would be depressed and stuff like that yeah. and she would want to go out to the beach and yeah. they're like, I want to stay home and play games and then, it was just, it was just, it was just awkward. It was just a disaster. That, that specific few years, it was an absolute disaster. And that was when as well, then we went through a, a Guild Wars addiction in my whole family. <laughs> your family. In my whole family. Except for your mom. Except for my mom. <laughs> it was a Guild Wars addiction. Um, it, was, it was good fun though. Good fun. <laughs> good memories. <laughs> the, the family's but look, I would love to hear back from Ishan. Yeah, he needs to have that I want to, I want to hear about how yeah. that, that, that tough conversation goes and, I think, look, I admire you. If you end up following through with that, that's I, res I would respect that hardcore. Because, look, the way I would view it, Ishan, is that it's going to be awkward no matter what. Yeah. Like, it's going right, to be yeah. more awkward if you don't say anything. Yeah, because you know what they're feeling. And, and so they would respect no you more yeah. to come out and actually do, just be like, oh, shit. I didn't expect him to say that. I didn't know that. They probably don't even know it's this important to you. No. They have no idea about the benefits of it, what I can get from it. This is why I can get what I get can get from it, et cetera, et cetera. The only thing is, is that like, I mean, maybe they, I'm, I'm not sure your full situation, Ishan. I don't think that's the case though, is that maybe other aspects, they, they, they judge you because you're, you're behind in other aspects of your life. Like, you know, like the social life. Right. Stuff, yeah. You know? So, I mean, but yes. again, like, I mean, it's, it's a school, I mean, a career, like it's like addiction. I'm, I know, I know Ishan, he's not addicted. Yeah. He has a good, healthy relationship. As long as you're playing box three and they're all good. He is, yeah. I know, but yes, look, I'm going to say it, it is important to have friends. Yeah. It definitely is. You've got to have this a Absolutely. social life yeah. for sure. Um, but, it, you know, it's an awkward thing because I don't even really talk to anyone from school anymore. Yeah. 
So it's not like that important. Friends are like in a way just to get you through high school in a way. It's kind of like a... No, Ishan's only... I don't think he's in high school. He's in he? university. Oh, he's in uni. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's awkward. I don't really have a solution for that in the sense of like how... I don't, I don't understand. I, I know friends are important, but like how much time do you really need to spend with friends in real life to develop like have a meaningful relationship? Well, I think a lot of time. But can't you have that online? Because me and you, theoretically, we didn't see each other that often in person. We were just in friends on online. I guess so, especially after high school. Like after after high school and uni, we no, we, but we spent so much time with each other because the league Curtis. We spent a lot of time with each other. It's not well, in person. The same. No, not in person. No, online. Yeah, online, yeah. Okay, yeah, online then. Yeah, we were on, we were on Teamspeak or was it Ventrilo yeah. or Teamspeak yeah, all yeah, the time? Yeah, yeah. But okay, yeah. Well, unless you are with it all the time, yeah, I guess. Anyway, we're going on a tangent, but anyway. Great question. Yeah. Um, Keeps updated, Sean. That's it for Melbourne. Yeah. Good sesh. Good episode, everyone. Well, I mean, I mean, we don't, we don't know. We just do these episodes. Yeah. So, um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next time on the next Broken by Concept episode. Beep, boop. You gotta do the song, the outro. There's what? a song as well. No, now the outro. That's ridiculous, Curtis. Why don't we get an outro? We should get an outro. No, you would have an intro before you have an outro, Curtis. We've got to have an outro as well, though. So we'll have an intro, a mailbag, and an outro. We should. All right, we need some more money in this podcast, Curtis. <laughs> invested on this. All right, guys, we'll see you next time, yeah?